Hey everybody, this is Pastor Chad, and this is the first formal episode of the new Way Radio podcast on the Christian podcast community. And I want to thank Andrew and Colleen for doing so much and helping me to bring this to fruition. What I wanted to do in today's episode is just briefly explain a little bit about the Way Radio podcast and what the purpose of this podcast is. Uh, The main topics and issues that we're going to cover in the podcast are inspiration from God's Word, something called Breaking Through Recovery, which I'll explain in more depth, uh, society in moral freefall, and then secular humanism in the modern church. But before I get into those, I wanted to explain a little bit about myself, if you're not familiar with who I am, um, or my ministry, the ministry I run, and the church that I pastor. I just wanted to share a little bit about myself. Uh, My name is Pastor Chad Prigmore. I pastor a small church here in the Boise, Idaho area called the Way Ministry Church. We've been around for I believe about four and a half years now. That ministry was founded through street ministry. Uh, We were feeding the homeless. We had a nice group of people that had come together that the Lord had joined together in fellowship uh, to help feed the homeless every Sunday afternoon and to provide them with clothes and the the gospel message. And by God's grace, that became a church. And it's just been a blessing ever since. I also run a ministry called Recovery Reformation. And that came about because I have been, uh, by the grace of God, freed from severe uh, alcohol addiction and drug addiction for, I think it's about 27, 28 years now. And the Lord has just blessed me richly uh, through that ministry. So I'll explain a little bit more about Recovery Reformation as we go forward as well. Um, We are a conservative, non-denominational church, uh, Reformed very passionate about the gospel and the authority and sufficiency of God's word in scripture. And if you'd like to learn more about myself, my testimony, we actually have a video on our website. If you go to the way, the letter R122, or the way, the letter R122.org, it'll say Pastor Chad's testimony is on one of the pages there, and you can watch a YouTube video uh, that we recorded uh, that'll get into my story of drug addiction, alcoholism, how I came out of that, how I spent 13 years uh, in the cult of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps, and how the Lord so graciously freed me from that and led me into ministry uh, about 14 years ago. So check that out again on our website at thewayr122.org. And as the podcast goes on, I'm sure you'll hear more about uh, how this all came about my story, and uh, what I went through in addiction, but I don't want to get into that in too much detail today. So in these topics that I mentioned at the beginning, starting with inspiration from God's Word, uh, if you look at Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, it's one of my favorite portions of Scripture, and it's just so beautiful in what it teaches us about how we're blessed to abide in God's Word. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. To me, that is one of the most inspiring lessons or promises that we get from God's word about his scripture, and if we abide in his word, if we're 
meditating on Scripture, if we're striving to be conformed to the image of Christ, in all that we do, we will prosper. And I'm not talking about worldly prosperity, obviously. I'm talking about spiritual prosperity, growing more in the image of Christ, being conformed to Him, and yielding fruit for the kingdom, you know, uh, working forward in the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to get into that heavily in this podcast. One of the things I really pray uh, that people take away from each episode of this podcast is inspiration from God's Word, inspiration in their walk with Jesus Christ, that it's uh, exciting, it's fresh, and it's inspiring. Uh, there's a lot of negativity out there. We live in an age where there's so much apostasy and heresy in the church. Uh, true biblical teachers are being ridiculed and attacked right and left. Uh, persecution in different parts of the world is uh, just growing like wildfire. And I believe that we need to be uplifted and inspired uh, by God's word. And nothing is going to do a better job at that than God's word. So I really pray that that is something that blesses everybody that listens to this podcast. Now, the next point I made was breaking through recovery. And uh, first of all, let me explain the name Recovery Reformation, the name of of the ministry that I run. Uh, The thematic reference Bible defines the term Reformation as the process of bringing religious practices and beliefs back into line with the Word of God. So that's why we use the word Reformation. And the mission of Recovery Reformation is the abolishing of non-Christian concepts and returning to biblical principles when it comes to Christians dealing with habitual sins, such as alcohol and drug abuse. So when I'm talking about biblical principles, I'm talking about returning to solid biblical Christian doctrine, uh, the perfection of the gospel, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then two things that are so neglected, if not forgotten in the modern church, the sufficiency of Christ and the authority and sufficiency of Scripture. So that's what we really depend on and we point to in Recovery Reformation. But the reason we chose that name also is uh, what we're referring to in the abolishing of non-Christian concepts is getting world, getting rid of humanistic secular influences that have infiltrated the modern church through the modern recovery movement or recovery industry. And those came about, have come about predominantly through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps, which as I mentioned, I was a part of Uh, for 13 years. And if you listen to that YouTube video, I'll explain that that led me to, I'd say, probably one of the darkest points in my life. I literally lost my mind. I went insane. It It was horrendous. And I didn't realize until I came out of it that I had been trapped in a cult all those years. I was involved in something that was in direct contradiction to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I was claiming to be a Christian. I was not attending church. I was worshiping at the altar of sobriety and Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, and then that also extends to uh, the so-called Christian Christian 12-step programs, which just take the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, put a Christian label on them, mix in some Bible verses, and sell it as a Christian recovery program. The most well-known of those programs is Celebrate Recovery, and I'll get into that a little bit more as we go forward as well. But what I want to do, because uh, if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, I used to do an, uh, an actual radio show here in Boise, I've covered for Matt Slick, if you're familiar with his show, Matt Slick Live. Uh, He's the founder and president of CARM, Christian Apologetics and Research Ministry. When I've been on his show and and spoken about this ministry, you might have heard me talk about Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 Steps, Celebrate Recovery. I'm going to address these things in this show, but I want to focus more on the only true solution 
for any sin that we suffer from is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to go through a few points today that make very clear that Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps are unbiblical, that they are directly contrary to Christian doctrine and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there's, you won't have any question about that, I don't think, after I share this with you. But I don't want to spend a ton of time on the podcast debating these things. It's too negative. Um, it's really nothing that needs to be debated because their teachings, as you'll see, directly contradict Christian teachings. Um, I want to focus on the gospel and uh, edifying and equipping the saints in any way that we possibly can. So I'm just going to give you a few examples here of the heresies that are taught by Alcoholics Anonymous. And a lot of people will tell you, well, Alcoholics Anonymous was started by Christians. It's based on Christian concepts and principles. You'll see as I share this that that is definitely not true. Uh, These quotes that I'm going to show you, and I just picked a few. There's hundreds that I, I could share, but I just picked a few, and they're from mostly the book Alcoholics Anonymous, which in uh, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is known as the big book. It's like the Bible of AA. And if you look at that book uh, on page 12, it says, why don't you choose your own conception of God? And one of the things AA really pitches is it's not allied or affiliated with any religious belief or denomination. And if you have any type of an issue with accepting God or believing in God, you can just make up your own concept of God. And believe me, being in the program, I saw people that carried rocks in their pockets. That's what they looked at as God, um, doorknobs, their dog, their cat, whatever. So you can make up any concept that you want of God. Now, any Christian listening to this obviously realizes that, that that's idolatry, and it's an absolutely horrendous and destructive idea. Uh, Colossians 1, verses 15 and 19 tell us, He is the image of the invisible God, speaking of Jesus Christ, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So as Christians, we know that if we want to know God, if we want to see God, it's through in and through the person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the manifestation of the Father. He is the only way that we can come to know God. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Another example is from the same book, Alcoholics Anonymous, page 13, which says, There I humbly offered myself to God, again, a God as they understand him, As I then understood him to do with me as he would, I placed myself unreservedly under his care and direction. I admitted for the first time that of myself I was nothing, that without him I was lost. I ruthlessly faced my sins and became willing to have my newfound friend take them away, root and branch. I have not had a drink since. Now this sounds really nice, but again, if you're a Christian, you're saying, wait a minute. This is teaching that you can have forgiveness of sins through this program, but there's no mention of Jesus Christ. There's no mention of the gospel. So obviously you've got a huge red flag here. Uh, Page 58 of another book. There's two main books in Alcoholics Anonymous. The book Alcoholics Anonymous, or the big book, and then 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, which is like a guidebook of working through the steps. And on page 58 of 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, it says our moral inventory had persuaded us that all-round forgiveness was desirable, but it was only when we resolutely tackled step five that we inwardly knew we'd be able to receive forgiveness and give it to. So you've got the teaching of forgiveness of sins in both 
the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. Obviously, that contradicts Christian doctrine at its core. Romans 3.23-25 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in his divine forbearance he had passed over former sins. And then Acts 4.12 tells us, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name, meaning the name of Jesus Christ, under heaven, given among men, by which we must be saved. So you've get, again, you've got a direct contradiction of the Christian gospel. You've got a false gospel and a false salvation message that is conveyed through Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps. Uh, the same book, Alcoholics Anonymous, pages 13 and 14, says, My friend promised when these things were done, I would enter upon a new relationship with my Creator, that I would have the elements of a way of living which answered all my problems, belief in the power of God, plus enough willingness honesty, and humility to establish and maintain maintain the new order of things were the essential requirements. So here you're told that you can be reconciled to your Creator, have a new relationship with your Creator. It's based on works, belief in God, plus enough willingness, honesty, and humility to establish and maintain the new order of things. So that's a works-based salvation. Again, Jesus is no part of it. In John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 2 Corinthians 5, 20-21 tells us, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. On behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be no sin, who, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you've got another direct contradiction. And these aren't minor issues. We're talking about the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ being left out of the Alcoholics Anonymous message, but them teaching that you can have forgiveness of sins, you can be reconciled to God without the gospel of Jesus Christ. So obviously you've got huge addictions here, or huge issues here <clears throat> that directly contradict our Christian faith. Another point I want to make is Alcoholics Anonymous teaches that addiction is a disease. Uh, it says in the big book, or the, the book Alcoholics Anonymous, that uh, those that are alcoholic have a, an allergy of the mind and the spirit and the body uh, that they're born with and brings them into alcoholism, makes them alcoholics. It's a disease that you can't help and you're never healed from. And I'll probably discuss that in more depth in another episode. Uh, that is a flat-out lie. There's never been any proof of that medically, and if we're going to rely on the authority and sufficiency of Scripture, both alcoholism and drug addiction are clearly identified in Scripture as sin. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21 tell us, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we'll notice in this long list of sins that Paul gives us here, the word sorcery. Sorcery in the original language in the Greek is pharmakia, where we get our word 
pharmaceutical. So drug addiction is clearly identified as sin. Drunkenness, obviously, is alcoholism in this scripture, identified as sin. So it's not disease, it's sin. How do we overcome sin? Only through the atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He sets us free, and we repent, believe, and trust in him. So, repentance is the key there. Now, a lot of people will ask me, okay, so what about Celebrate Recovery? They use scripture with the 12 steps. And then people in Celebrate Recovery will say, well, we don't use the, tw- the same 12 steps. We, we say that Jesus is our higher power. Uh, that gets into all kinds of trouble. Because if you need a program, how can you claim that you believe in the sufficiency of Christ and the authority and sufficiency of his word in scripture? And, and, and we'll get into that more later. But regarding Celebrate Recovery and that argument that it's Christian in origin, it's based clearly on the 12 steps that I just referred to of Alcoholics Anonymous. In fact, there's a Bible that is an absolute train wreck. It's called the Celebrate Recovery Bible, where they took the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, tried to blend in scripture to market them as Christian, and now they sell it as this Celebrate Recovery program that, that's all over the world. It, it, it's, it's grown like crazy. In the introduction to that so-called Bible, says the good news is that the familiar 12 steps remain intact under the Celebrate Recovery model. So they are still there. These apostate heretical teachings have actually arrogantly been added to God's Word. And if you're not familiar with Celebrate Recovery, it's a product of Rick Warren's church in Saddleback, California. It was started by him and a guy named John Baker. And uh, it is, in my opinion, it's more dangerous even than Alcoholics Anonymous because it is marketed as Christian. But when you really look at it, you study what it's about, what it's founded on, it's not. And again, if you need any program, if you claim to be a Christian, you claim to be faithful to Jesus Christ, and you claim you need a recovery program, how can you ever, at the same time, claim the sufficiency of Christ and the sufficiency and authority of Scripture? You would be hypocritical to do such. But what it really comes down to is the fact that addiction is sin, and addicts don't need recovery. They need repentance and faith. They need salvation through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the most perfect powerful, and beautiful gift that's ever been given to mankind. Why would we ever add, subtract, or play down that gospel message in any way? And it's being done in churches all over the world through the modern recovery industry right now. The gospel is being pushed aside in the name of recovery because people do not have faith in the gospel and really in the sufficiency of Christ. So that leads me into secular humanism in the modern church. Uh, And that is exemplified by the presence of the modern recovery industry in the modern church. When I first engaged in this battle after I came out of the AA thing years ago, what shocked me is the more I studied what I had been involved with and the more heretical it clearly was shown to be to me, it eventually led me to realize that it's a symptom of a very severe problem in the modern Christian church. Uh, And we tend so often in the modern Christian church to focus on man and the inventions and the philosophies of man rather than focusing on Christ, his gospel, and his word. Because the the recovery industry is so successful and so... It's not successful. It really doesn't have a good track record 
the recovery industry in general of, of people being freed from their addictions. But the reason it's so prominent in the modern church is because we've become so humanistically focused. And that's why we use that term secular humanism in the modern church. If you look at the mega church movement, you look at the new, the new apostolic reformation movement, they're aimed at giving people what they think they need, giving people what they think they want, tickling their ears. And that's what the recovery industry thrives on, selling people on recovery, getting their life back together. But it ignores the big, most important picture, eternal salvation and the state, the eternal state of someone's soul. So what it comes down to, and these are things that we will address again as we go into further episodes, is no understanding and or lack of faith in the sufficiency of Christ in much of the modern church, and no understanding and or a lack of faith in the authority and sufficiency of Scripture in the modern church. Because if you truly have faith in the sufficiency of Christ, and you trust and have faith in the authority and sufficiency of Scripture and Christ, you would never entertain the idea of needing anything else. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I wouldn't want or need anything else beyond him. So if you think you need a recovery program and you need to add it to your Christianity, Christianity, you really need to sit back and examine yourself and think, why do I not just have faith in the word? Why do I think I need something else? 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 tell us, All scripture is breathed out by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Paul's telling us, you've got everything you need in Scripture. Now, the next point, what do I mean by a society in moral freefall? The point of the matter, or the fact of the matter is, folks, we live in a post-Christian culture. If you listen to Todd Friel, he uses that phrase quite often. And uh, moral freefall, you'll hear Justin Peters use that phrase. We live in a society that's in moral freefall, and we live in a culture that is post-Christian. If you question that at all, consider that as I record this, we are in the midst of Pride Month. Our country is celebrating the sin of homosexuality and actually taking pride in it. It's Sodom and Gomorrah in a modern context really is what our country is celebrating right now. And if you look at just the other major issue, abortion, we have slaughtered multiple times more innocent unborn children than Hitler did during his time of slaughter in World War II. It's horrendous. Those are just two examples of a society in moral, moral freefall. Now, this is where it gets interesting, because another thing that I'm going to cover, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this in these podcasts. I'm not going to spend the majority of the time talking about how AA is heretical, how Celebrate Recovery is heretical, and all that. I, I think I'll put enough out there that the argument will be made. You really can't argue those points biblically. You cannot defend those programs from a biblical perspective. You can't even defend the recovery industry from a biblical perspective. What I want to do is focus on living in Christ, living joyfully for him. You know, we're told in the Bible to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Jesus Christ. That's what I'm, I just want to, I just want to inspire people with that so much through this podcast. And part of that is going to be done through something else we're going to address called healthy living. Living a healthy, vibrant life for Jesus Christ. And it's something I'm very passionate about. And if you consider the fact that obviously, uh, if we go back to the addiction thing, drug and alcohol abuse are about as far as one can get into unhealthy living. 
Addiction destroys spiritually, mentally, and physically. And a big part of being sober and free from the sins that were killing us, if you're an addict, is to live as healthy a lifestyle as we can spiritually, mentally, and physically. So the healthy living part of this podcast will address all three of those things. And this podcast is not just for people that are in recovery, supposedly, or have, are trying to overcome an addiction. Uh, this is for any Christian that just wants to be inspired, motivated, and learn how to share the gospel, learn how to be enriched by the gospel, and make a stand against the false teachings in our midst. And like I said, just be on fire for the Lord. That's what I'm really striving for in this. If you look at John 8, 36, it says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So if we've been born again, and we've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, transformed by the renewing of our minds through God's word, then we'll strive to live in gratitude to God, glorifying him and enjoying him forever. Consider John 10.10 10 that says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Think of that blessing. And Jesus Christ, he doesn't just save us and give us life. He gives us life abundantly. And I believe when he says that, it's, it's beyond anything we could ever even fathom. So to me, I, I believe that part of living in gratitude to God is caring for what we have been blessed with, life. And a healthy, vibrant Christian will be effective and fruitful in the cause of the gospel as a servant of Jesus Christ if we're taking care of ourselves. We're striving to be healthy and vibrant spiritually, mentally, and physically. Now, obviously, there may be people listening to this that have physical handicaps. You can still be healthy. You can still have a clear mind and be focused, and be on fire for the Lord. There may be people that have mental issues. I believe Christ can overcome those things, and he can bring us to mental health through the power of the gospel and his word by striving to be conformed to his image and and, and striving to learn all we can of him. And obviously, spiritually, there is no spiritual health outside of Jesus Christ. That's a no-brainer. So I'm really going to talk about all three of those aspects in a lot of different ways. But I don't want anybody listening to this to think, well, I've got a handicap or I've got this issue or that issue. I'm not talking about bodybuilding and, uh, you know, magazine cover health here. I'm talking about an inner attitude of health that pours forth from us, from the heart, in all aspects of our lives. And the healthier we are, the more the more effective we're going to be in the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'll address things like diet, exercise. I'm 55 years old, and I've basically uh, been a runner for 15 or 20 years. I was always into working out. I, I love the feeling that we have when we're constantly exercising at least part of the day but not obsessively, that is recommended often in, in a lot of channels now. So, so I'll get into healthy exercise, the importance of peace and quiet and stillness, especially for Christians. God says, be still and know that I am God. And I'll really, this is one topic I'm really passionate about. I'm convinced that because of our technology, smartphones, the internet, uh, the busyness that we're surrounded with, that Satan uses that to keep us from focusing on Christ, from meditating on the Word, from communing with Him. So I really want to get into uh, things we can do to have peace, to have quiet, to have stillness, and truly commune with God and be in His Word. Discussing toxic tech, what I was just referring to, uh, the technology that we're surrounded with, that we're involved with, is often extremely toxic to us physically and mentally and spiritually. The stress caused by social media, 
You know, if you look at the effect, especially on younger people of social media, they're they're making a direct correlation between the prevalence of smartphones, Facebook, all these other social media avenues and instances of depression and now a rapidly increasing suicide rate uh, that I believe is across just about every demographic. And they're tying a direct, direct correlation between these severe societal issues and social media and technology. So I really want to get into how we push back and we combat that. And then having a proper attitude, living with an attitude of gratitude. That sounds so cliche. It sounds like a Tony Robbins pitch, but we are told again to live in gratitude to God. If you consider what we've been blessed with, what we've been saved from through the gospel of Jesus Christ, totally by God's grace as a gift, how could we not want to get up every morning and do the best we can to have a clear mind, focused on the Lord, abiding in Him, abiding in His Word, and living gratefully for Him day in and day out. What an awesome goal that should be for us. And again, I'm not talking about anything worldly here. You don't have to have money. You don't have to have all the worldly stuff. If you have gratitude in Jesus Christ and that's your attitude, you've got more than the world could ever offer you. So I really want to dive into that. And I just believe that will be a blessing for everyone because it's something that has blessed me richly and I just want to share that with others. So what it comes down to, the core of what the the Way Radio podcast is really all about is really it's Jesus Christ. If I was going to, somebody said, well, what's your podcast about? It's about Jesus Christ. It's about his gospel. Jesus tells us again in John 14, 6, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So the way, this podcast is about the gospel, the way of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone and Christ alone. The truth, the gospel, God's word in scripture is the only absolute, inerrant, authoritative, sufficient, and final truth. We use it as our inspiration, our guide, and our rule as we walk the narrow path of faith, and we use it to test and expose the unfruitful works of darkness so we can snatch those from the flames that are being led astray and keep us on the narrow path. And the life, the only true and eternal life, is in Jesus Christ. There is no other true life except in Jesus Christ. John 1, 3-4 says, All things were made through him, And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So I hope that gives you guys an idea of what we're going to discuss on the show. I'm going to try to have uh, one or two special guests a month, like every other week or so, on the show on different topics. So I'm real excited. I've got uh, some people that I'm going to be contacting about being on the show. Uh, We also have an online Bible study Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. If you go to our website, we have one website, but two addresses point to it. You can either go to the way r122.org or recoveryreformation.org. And on the Recovery Reformation page, it'll say online discussion. That meeting is a Bible study. It's it's from the Recovery Reformation page, but it's, it's, it's simply a Bible study to help us grow in Christ. And that's what you're going to find if if you continue to listen to these podcasts, is you'll realize that recovery, if you're an addict, you're an alcoholic, or you're trying to help addicts and alcoholics, you'll realize that the modern understanding of recovery is a waste of time. If you are blessed with salvation in Jesus Christ, he will set you free from whatever it is you're addicted to. Whatever sin you're addicted to, Christ will set you free from it. And you'll realize that striving for recovery is a waste of time. Strive for Christ and recovery just happens. It's just a a blessed byproduct of your salvation in Jesus Christ. Uh, We've got three 
groups on Facebook, The Way Radio Group. You should be able just to search The Way Radio on Facebook. You'll find that group. I'd love to have anybody that listens join that group uh, because that's where we can uh, discuss things that are discussed on the show. I'd love to have, if anybody's been set free from anything, they would love to share their testimony. We could discuss that in that group. We also have a Facebook page called Recovery Reformation. You can That's focused more on, obviously, the Recovery Reformation ministry. And then our church group, our, our church page on Facebook is The Way dash R12-2. It's based on Romans 12-2. So like you were going to write the Bible verse. The Way dash R12-2 is for our church on Facebook. If you have any questions or comments, please email me. It's chad at the way r122.org. I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability on the show. Anything that you'd like to have discussed on the show, I'll definitely take that into consideration. And I just thank you for listening. And I look forward to this new opportunity to serve the Lord. God bless you guys. 